Mr. Happy Living here, and I'm happy to be broadcasting from WYTV7 in the beautiful Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, USA. Hey, friends, I'd like you to take a moment right now and just try to imagine how you'd feel living the unique and distinct life you were put on this planet to live, doing work you love, with people you love, in places you love, and all the while creating something of real value to others. That's what I call a life of significance, and I can tell you it makes for a very happy life. And so can my friend Ed Hearn. He's my guest star today, again, and he's back to share an update about his unique and distinct journey to his life of significance. Hey, Ed, welcome back to the show. Uh, it's always good to be with you, Bat, brother. Thanks, Ed. So just take a minute, if you will, and tell us what you're doing these days to make your mark of significance on the world. Wow, that's a good one. Um, you know, as, as we'll talk about here in a minute, uh, I've been slowed down from from doing what you and I believe is so important in life as we've gotten to in our this stage in our life where we've come to understand that being significant is so important. But I've been hampered in the last couple of years because of my health, which <clears throat> we'll talk about here in a minute. But <clears throat> excuse me. So I've been slowed down, Matt. Uh, but um, as you and I both know, uh, God's in control of all this. Mm. And even, even, even in my sickness, even in my challenging times right now, um, which we'll talk about in a minute, God gives us opportunities to be significant. And it just comes along by being aware that we have this opportunity. Yeah. And so for me right now, it's much smaller to me. It seems smaller because I was speaking to 5,000 people or hundred people all over the country, but now it's when it's a video Facebook call. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just little things yeah. that just are significant. We don't have to speak to 5,000 people right. to be significant. Right. And sometimes we can't because of our circumstances. So we have to use what God gives us at the time because he's in control. It gives us the opportunity. He knows the big picture. And right now, the big picture for me is not being in front of <clears throat> large audiences or writing my book or any of that stuff. It's simple little things because little things can make a great difference. That's, that's perfect, Ed. And so let's switch things up from our usual format here. Um, you gave us an inspiring interview way back in episode 16. It was over four years ago. I was a little surprised by that. And now you're back for episode 111. And today we're going to talk about what you've been alluding to, a significant battle you've been waging for much of your adult life, having been diagnosed with a disease called, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, FSGS, you can explain it and having your first kidney transplant transplant back in 1992. So I'd like you to just give us as, as briefly as you can do 30 years of your medical highs and lows for these past 30 years, starting with a major league baseball career ending shoulder injury and including many, your life-saving kidney, kidney transplants, I think dialysis, cancer, 30 rounds of radiation, breathing machines, thousands of dollars in IV treatments, 40 pills a day. I mean, just try to let us understand the medical existence of Ed Hearn. Oh, boy. And <clears throat> real shortly, right? Yes. Shortly. So I tell you, <laughs> here, here's a man summed it up probably 15 years ago after you heard me speak. 
and he came up the stage and I was signing some of my books. He said, Ed, you have been from the penthouse to the outhouse and back. And I was like, uh, is that that's is that good? And he, oh, yes. Yo, you've come back. So yeah. in reality, you're right. So that sums my life up. Yeah, I, 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 I went to the penthouse. I mean, I got to my dream as a professional athlete, the New York Mets World Series Championship team in 86, the rookie was traded to the Royals to be their starting catcher the following year, and boom, shoulder injury, major reconstructive surgery, just so close to making it back, and no, it was over. It was taken from me, that which I'd worked my whole young life to be. I, I transitioned into the real world to do the real world, you know, life, what everybody does. Went to work for an insurance company, and boom, yeah, that wasn't it. <clears throat> Diagnosed with end-stage renal failure, FSGS caused it. Another condition called hypogammaglobulinemia, severe sleep apnea. I've had probably 75 most skin cancer surgeries, uh, all kind of multiple stuff. Just I, I've done every form of dialysis. I'm on dialysis again right now because I've, I've had three transplants. The last one lasted 20 years, mm. but it's in the tank now. And so just the last eight days or 10 days, we've begun to do dialysis again. And actually... Uh, I never thought I'd say this ever again, but this is a good thing because it's helped me to feel better because I mm. was getting loaded up with toxins. Oh, good. And I, I've had some tough weeks the last three or four weeks. So, um, I mean, that's that's the penthouse of the outhouse. And the back part is being with you. So that's, that's right on. I know a little bit about your history, and I want you to do your best to take us, the, the audience, back to that horrible moment when you were getting your baseball career was over, life seemed overwhelming, and you went down to your basement with a gun in your hand and feeling like you'd lost everything. Try to help us understand that moment. I do. And, and, and looking back, that wasn't a horrible moment. It was a defining moment for me because I put that gun down and I made a plan, three steps, and uh, I began to come back from that and what has happened since then is that I began to do things that now are so much more valuable to me than was my baseball career. Mm. And that is doing what you and I have learned and it's being significant. Mm. Having the opportunity to touch other people's lives through our own experiences and the things that we've learned. And unfortunately, I had to go to the outhouse of life. That old, that old fellow said, yeah, you went to the outhouse. And, yeah, well, I did. But, you know, I've learned now that the outhouse is where we can grow the most. You know what's down there? Mierda. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, poo-poo. Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. goes in poo-poo. And us, too, when we go to that outhouse or to the basement where we're about to quit, uh, that's when we can really grow. Now, we can really go in the tank from there, too. Yeah, And that's what we can talk about. I mean, we don't have time to talk about uh, our teammates and having the right kind of people around, you know, all that sort of thing that keeps us from getting swamped by the weeds. But in the penthouse of life, that's when we can grow. And that's that's what happened to me is is I, I never had any, I never thought of doing what I have done the last 25 years. I right. wanted to be a baseball player, for goodness sakes. A pro athlete, right. throwing off my stuff, man. You know, I was good. Yeah. But no, God said no. Yeah, so you're down in the basement and and you change your mind. So can you describe the moment that you made that decision that you wouldn't quit on life? What? How, how did you go from from the devastation to then 
that moment when you started to come out of it and you made a decision? I don't think that I wanted to really end my life. I think I wanted, if I could have faked it, and then people go, oh, no, what happened to him? Oh, and then I wake up or, you know, come back to life and go, yeah, people, you see how bad I've been feeling? You don't, you don't, you don't seem to understand. Yeah. That's really where I was at. Um, yeah, I mean, the medications, you know, I was taking, and I still take 30, 40 pills a day, call all kinds of side effects, you know. You, me, and our, everybody in our audience knows when you get a prescription medication, one, you know, can make you feel all kind of crazy things. And uh, that's what really took me over the top. <clears throat> but importantly, that what saved me at that point that you're talking about was my foundation of how I was raised <clears throat> and my faith. I had faith. And number th third thing was I had a wife that I had. I was married to for about four or five years then. And I knew that that isn't what she wanted me to do. So those three things were right at the crux of that point of like, yeah, no, this isn't right. Now you call her a wife just now, but I really think she is an angel. Is that, am I overstating it in any way at all? 35 years, uh, about, about six days ago, <laughs> nurse, wife, angel, uh, yes, uh, boss. <laughs> all the above yes but you know this is a woman who kissed a prince and yeah. we met in 1986 she's from long island new york and you know i was involved i was i was at, i was got it yeah i had it and and you know actually you know that's probably her fault i was doing great so we got married <laughs> but no she kissed a prince and got a frog and she's been with me 35 years and i wouldn't be here without her no doubt you're right an angel yeah Okay, Ed, tell us what's been, what's what's like the biggest daily challenge that you've faced throughout these 30 years of, of your never-ending medical battles? What's what's the one or two things that's really been hard for you to face? Uh, the biggest thing for me, I think, is maintaining perspective, Matt. That's the hardest thing for most of us, I think. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can, if you can have the right perspective, you can handle these things. Yeah. I mean, uh, that really is what it boils down to. It took me, it took me going to the to the outhouse to learn about perspective. Then yeah. you know, your next question should be, well, how did you get this perspective, Ed? <laughs> but you know, that's what's that's what has been. I think that's all kind of stuff. You know, the motivation, the the, the perseverance to keep going, all that, but it's all comes back to perspective. What's your perspective? Because without the right perspective and, and focus, you, you can't battle these kind of things. And and that's that's general advice for everybody listening is you know, you get perspective by working to get perspective, right? You got to put the, the energy into being perspective. Well, but but what does that work mean? I'll tell you what it means to me. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's simple. And in my speaking, the last ten years, it evolved around to finally I figured it out. You know, people hear all the time, you know, in seminars and talks and most people think outside the box. Oh, yeah. hello. I mean, seriously. But yeah. it came to me. It's not that. It's think outside yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get perspective when you find somebody that's less off than you. You know, yeah. look, I can feel bad about how I look, my appearance. I'm not pretty boy. But then I look at you, Matt, and go, oh, poor guy. 
Correct. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but on no, a serious bad. note, on a serious note, this is the biggest thing that I would like. You know, I mean, I just, it's so important to me. That's my main message to people that I feel so important is you find somebody that's worse off than you are. Yeah. Even if you're in the depths of the outhouse, right? So that's the first thing. And then you, you do something for somebody else. It doesn't have to be a major thing. It can be, sometimes it's just as simple as a smile, Matt. Yeah. 100%. You know, or a pat on the shoulder or a, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Just a little empathy. Yeah. That gives you, when you can make a difference in somebody else's life, yeah. significance, yeah. your word, and mine, that's where perspective comes. Because mm -hmm. you can always find somebody who's worse off than you are. And you mm -hmm. made a statement earlier about, oh, I don't know if anybody's been through worse stuff than you. Oh, my goodness. You kidding me? I mean, I didn't stay on the phone. Yeah. I got a call from one of my good friends. His house burned out last week. Yeah. I'm like, what? I was in the hospital a couple of weeks ago with terrible, terrible sickness from septus. I mean, I was bad off. I didn't know if I, oh, I didn't know if I could live, you know, when you have septus. And, and I had pneumonia right lung all of a sudden from getting a perineal catheter placed the day before. I got it in all in the hospital, right? Yeah. But a nurse comes in. 24 year old gal and you know I, I was having a pity party that's another thing you know we have these pity parties because when we lose that perspective which is so important we have pity parties well I was pissing and moaning quite frankly and she was so smart 24 years old she said well you know we all have our stuff Ed I said well you're 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 right Sydney and we in just a few minutes I said would you like to hear some of my stuff and I said well yeah sure you know I'm thinking okay she broke up with her boyfriend you know whatever you know she says well I've had stage four thyroid cancer for 10 years yeah yeah hello perspective and then and then 30 minutes later she comes back after going to another patient's room and all of a sudden and she goes we started talking a little bit again I was so floored because I looked up while she was gone thyroid cancer Google yeah two percent mortality living mm. you know a chance of living two percent yeah she goes back we're, we get talking a little and she goes well you know you know ed um mr hearn or whatever she called me the cancer is not my biggest issue in life <laughs> I, I said oh yeah uh what yeah i can't know what to say do you want to tell me yeah i i, I have um I'm losing Matt. You have to edit. That's okay. I'm That's sorry. Okay. So, so you, your, this conversation reminds me of one of my favorite quotes: "Your day belongs to another's dream." So, no matter where you are, there's always somebody else that, that is really struggling harder. And if you can focus outside yourself, that can give you that perspective. Totally. So, let me ask you. Let me ask you: What's been your most reliable sources of strength through this medical journey of yours? Well, number one is my faith. And it don't seem like it's always there. I'm not going to preach to any choir here. You know, God doesn't always seem like he's right there. And, and you know, probably most important thing is uh, most of us, like me, put God in our back pocket while we're pursuing other things, like mm -hmm. other, other gods that he says don't do in the mm -hmm. Ten Commandments. You know, yeah. round balls with laces, that was my idols, right? <laughs> So you wonder why God doesn't seem like he's there when we're out chasing other things. But the yeah. foundation 
uh, for me has been my faith. So secondly, it's been my family, my upbringing, yeah. and, 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 and more presently, and right here in my life, is Trish, my wife. Yeah. No doubt. Beautiful. Uh, so, so one more before we go to break. What advice would you give to a listener who's out there right now feeling overwhelmed and without hope? Call Matt. <laughs> no. No, I've, we've already said it. Really, drag your butt off of that couch to bed, the pity party, because you're not alone, people, and find somebody who's worse off than you are. Yeah. And go do a little something for them, and you will be amazed. It's better than drugs. Yeah. That's perfect way to end the, the first section, Ed. Let's take a quick break so we can let our sponsors spread a little love with our audience. Absolutely. Happy is an intentional and lifelong journey, but it's hard to change and grow towards higher levels of happy without knowing where you're starting from. Our happy quiz puts a starting pin on the map to your happy living and provides additional guidance and motivation along the way. Just go to happyliving.com and take the happy quiz to get started on your road to happy. And we're back and this is the Something Significant Show and I'm your happy host, Matt Gersper. And my special guest star today is Ed Hearn and we're talking about finding a deep reserve of inner strength to create your own life of significance no matter what life throws at you and no matter how immense the challenges may be. And Ed, I think you had one more thought about uh, to that person who's feeling hopeless um, that we discussed during the break. You wanna share that with us? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, the three things that I mentioned, my faith, my family upbringing, my wife, and, and a big proactive key action thing was I bought into something that I heard a man say, his name was Zig Ziglar. He said, you can have you can change where you're at in life by what you put into your mind. Mm -hmm. Whether it's putting in Matt Gersper podcast, Mr. Happy, or Anthony Robbins, or or biblical messages, reading, podcast, recordings, yeah. fill in your mind, listening to good stuff. Our society is filled with bad stuff today, yeah. and it's getting worse. So yeah. we have to go and, and fill ourselves with Mr. Happy yeah. or or Mr. Zaker, or Mr. Ed, or whatever we can get in our mind. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And I've thought about it, too, a little bit, because um, sometimes I feel like a lunatic. You know, why am I feeling happy all the time? If I've been thinking about it. It's because I'm doing happy all the time. I'm talking to people that are living their dreams. I'm, I'm exploring this thing or that thing, and it's all, most of it's positive. You mentioned earlier, it's not all happy. I mean, there's a lot of crap you got to go through, and, you know, all of us do. But then if you, it's a matter of perspective. So let's talk about one of my favorite subjects called the power of giving, Ed. And I've heard you say this, that you could have played 10 or 15 years in the big leagues and never have made the impact that's resulted from using this humbling of life's challenges to give, to give inspiration and motivation to others and to help them find their own direction and purpose in life. So tell us, what do you mean by that? I mean exactly what, what it says what you're talking about. <clears throat> How many people do you see out there on TV and athletes and movie stars that you look at and you think they have it all? Mm -hmm. Well, folks, I've been around those people. 
I have, you know, the first half of my life, I was around lots of those people in and out of the clubhouse were celebrities, you know, uh, teammates, opponents, making, you know, not as much money as they're making today. But inside that they're not happy. Yeah. It's all about I, I, me, me to so many people today. It's only getting worse in our culture back. Yeah. So it's, that is so you have to understand it's and, and besides that additionally matt it's not only other people don't have it all together but you mr happy and me ed hearn audience listen we don't always have it all together correct we have tough times Correct. We're, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for Mr. Hatt, but I, I mean, can I insert this story, Matt? You came by to visit me. Yes. A couple months ago. Yeah. And I was getting sicker and sicker with my, my transplant failing after 20 years. And I was feeling bad and it was getting hard. I, I wasn't able to go out speaking. There's COVID-19, et cetera. And I'm, and I'm not Mr. Ed happy. I've got to be honest with you. I'm, I don't do Mr. Happy podcast because I'm not always Mr. Happy. Mm. so understand that but and here comes mr happy coming to visit me and he pulls up in his van with mr happy all over it <laughs> and honest to god matt i've told you this since but i i almost like i don't need this guy coming by i'm i'm not happy right now maybe you know yeah but you know we broke some bread mm -hmm. with my wife and we shared more closely about ourselves and our lives, which is so important. Communication, I won't say it alone, but communication, openness, realness. Mm -hmm. And I learned that Matt has been through a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, he's Mr. Happy for Mr. Matt, but mm -hmm. he's made a choice to pursue happiness. Right. You know, through what you're doing. And, and now as it's evolved, I've learned even deeper in the last couple of years, Matt, that I'm so happy for you that you found the, the rock, the foundation of of mm. true happiness which is joy mm. and that only comes really i believe from a relationship with our savior yeah god and jesus yeah. christ and and that's where you've evolved to and this makes me so happy but i honestly i can i'm not going to say it for you but for folks for me ed hearn i've i've been i've been not mr happy i've been matter of fact sometimes here recently my wife said you know you're you mr grumpy <laughs> you're you're no you're getting to be a grumpy old man. Well, you know, I just started dialysis. I got all these toxins in my body. I'm aching. I'm hurting. I got anemia, and you know we're starting to do this dialysis all night long for eight hours. I'm not getting to sleep real good. I'm hurting. I got pains, and I'm Mr. Rouchy sometimes. So I'm sorry, people. But look, don't look at me and go. Yeah, yeah. here's the, here's Matt special guest. He's Mr. Happy Ed Hearn. Well, yeah. no. No, I fight too. So yep. don't you people feel like you're alone. Yeah. You're, you're not, you can't be like Ed or Matt. You can't because yeah. we're human and we struggle too. Yeah. Well said, Ed. And and so let's let's put a, a spin on this for when you're struggling, there's a lot of giving out there. And I've learned and getting ready for this interview with you that there's 150,000 people or so like you in desperate need of a kidney transplant in our country alone right now. And I'd love your thoughts on the innovations over these past three decades that you've been in this game uh, in terms of making kidney donation easier to give. 
So you give our audience just a little bit of information, uh, your thoughts on the National Kidney Regist Registry. The National Kidney Registry is, was started about eight years ago, and it is really moved living organ, living kidney donation to a whole new level. Most of your audience, and that includes everybody, and it would be me if I hadn't been through this. Yeah. Only understand signing your license to be a donor, they can take your kidneys. That's called cadaveric donor on the UNOS waiting list. You know, if I wait till that time through that list to get a kidney through that now, it would take about five years because there are 125,000 people or so ahead of me. Mm. But what is most proactive and we can do is getting living donations. A great saying is we all have two kidneys. We don't need, we only need one. So share your spare, mm. but we're not, we haven't educated our country and even globally. Now other parts, you know, some parts in uh, uh, England, France, et cetera, and Europe are doing better than we are in America because mm. they've educated people. So the next better step is living donation. And you can, I can, you know, people can give a kidney to somebody. Yeah. And it's great. So let me explain something to the audience that you taught you taught me when I was back there, that donors no longer have to be a match or even the same blood type because the advances in the living kidney donor paired exchange programs allow for swapping or sharing or explain that concept to us. Because I think people don't, they're not aware of this. And that's where I was getting to it. The next step besides living donation, where you bring in a direct donor, which there's you know a limited chance of us matching. But yeah. now we can exchange with somebody else. So if John wanted to give to Matt, but we didn't, Matt didn't match John. So, but there was Fred over here that he needed a kidney, and and Jerry wanted to give him a kidney. They didn't match, so they can exchange. It's like a market. It's a market. Market. This National kidney red tree is the culmination yeah. of that. In yeah. that, the people can donate on my behalf to somebody that's needing a kidney. That's a great match far better than that person if they gave it to me. And then I get what's called. Yeah. The better match than if I brought somebody, even if it was a relative. So it's all in this database and matching yeah. the genetic and uh, DNA that we have. So um, let's talk about how the, liver, how the listeners can give support to you in a couple of different ways. And to get us started, here's the web, the web address, folks. You can go to nkr.org forward slash FQH333. So that's N for national, K for kidney, R for registry, dot org forward slash F as in Frank, Q as in Queen, H as in Henry, and then the numbers 333. nkr.org forward slash FQH333. So first, Ed, tell us what it would mean to you if our listeners would just simply go to that website and share your story with their family and friends to help educate people about the need for live kidney donations, just that. Exactly. You know, you, you're beginning there and begin to say, well, how can people help you? Well, number one, I mean, everybody can't donate kidney. You're not healthy enough. They got other issues, financial or whatever. So by sharing that link on, on the social media today or at church or wherever, uh, it shares the need and helps educate people the possibilities that exist. And that's, number one, the, a great way to help me. You know, obviously, I need a donor. And at some point, right, and there are people stepping forward, and they have to go through qualifications to, to 
to be able to give not me a kidney, but to the to the NKR, and I get a voucher, and I get a kidney. Why is that important? Well, it's not about Ed Hearn going to the beach, going to the bar, going to the golf course. I mean, I don't, I haven't, I don't do that stuff. I just, it's about, it's not about me. I, it's about me having the opportunity to get back out doing what I'm passionate about. It's not making a living. Mm-hmm. It's being significant. Mm-hmm. By the more people I can be in front of to share my story, that's my juice. Yeah. I mean, you know, most people are striving to make a living and make billions and all this stuff. No, that's not me. Why it would be significant? Because I could be out of here and out amongst people again, yeah. sharing my story instead of one Facebook video call at a time. Yeah. These days. So yes, the journey of a life of significance is often full of highs and lows and twists and turns and unknown roads and unexpected outcomes. And Ed, yours has certainly been one hard to imagine wild ride. And along the way, though, I think you've learned, like I have, that the real magic of life you were just talking about comes when you're giving to others from living in your purpose, from you get juice from sharing your gift. So tell us, how does it feel when to be living a life focused on motivating and inspiring others and giving to others and, and working towards that, even at this stage where you are, um, and giving to others through the work God put you on this planet to do, and the people around you have taken notice. So, Ed, I want you just to sit back and open your heart and have a listen to the impact that you are making on others by living and giving from the life God gave you to live. This person says, Ed has walked through a lot of darkness in his days, but what inspires me most about him is his ongoing faith that there will be light again in his future. Ed is one of the most lovable players to have ever put on a baseball uniform. Did you know Ed was on four consecutive consecutive championship teams in four different leagues? 1983 single A, 1984 double A, 1985 triple A, 1986 world major league world series champions with the Mets. And he says, no one else has ever done that. Ed has fought many health battles over the years, but keeps swinging and working to impact others to make the world a better place. He has a heart of gold, a great person, giving, caring. Ed loves God. He has strong Christian beliefs. Ed does what God asks of him, sharing himself and what he's gone through. The Ed Hearn I met back in 86 was so full of life and waiting for more adventures to come. Well, those adventures came in a different way than he ever expected or anticipated, sadly, but not for nothing. Each of his overcoming achievements meant God was glorified. He is energized, purposeful, encouraging, friendly, generous, loving, funny, consoling, helpful, a motivational speaker letting thousands know God is in control. Ten minutes after you first meet him, and you're good friends. I'm so proud to have a friend like Ed Hearn. It's an honor to be his friend. So very talented, always very polite, just a great guy. Blessed in life, inspiring, hopeful. While he's physically struggling, his spirit and gratitude are overpowering. He will not quit. He continues to strive despite any obstacles thrown his way. He inspires others and wants everyone to focus on the possible opportunities rather than the limits that people set themselves to. 
It's such an honor to find a connection with a man like Ed, living his life the way he does. If you ever want to be on a team, you want Ed Hearn to be your coach and or teammate. Ed needs a kidney to continue his life as an example of endurance and perseverance. I pray every day that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ helps my friend Ed Hearn find the kidney he needs, which will give him more days to spread his ripples of goodness everywhere he can. His accomplishments on the baseball field pale in comparison to the hero he is in life. And finally, and simply, he's a good man, that Ed Hearn. So, my friend, tell us, how does all that make you feel? So, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know how you pay. You found that one person. I had to pay about a thousand bucks to say all that stuff. Where did you find that from, brother? Uh, I'm just so humbled, Matt. But honestly, though, Matt, <laughs> you have received letters like that. I, I don't know. I'm not sure where you where you found that from. But though I have stuff like that in a computer file and in a hard copy file that mm -hmm. people have sent to me over the last 30 years. Say, I don't know if they've said it like that, but they've said stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That is, I, I, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. When, when, when life doesn't work like I would like it to. Yeah. It's when you get that feedback and you know, when you, Year that you've made an impact you get that too Matt I know and yeah. so does everybody else when you do things for other people that's all this is about that that's what this show is all about it's finding that magic of life it's ordinary people doing extraordinary things by giving their time and talents and treasures to improve the lives of others so it our show exists to and the reason I want to share that is to inspire others to create their own version of the happy formula because when you when you're in your purpose people notice and they don't always tell you that's why it was it felt oh. overwhelming to you because you know but but they see it so it's it's this it's your own personal version of the happy formula it's creating the personal capacity you need to take good care of yourself and your family you have to have capacity your your capacity that's missing right now is a kidney you got to get that kidney it's discovering your purpose discovering and living in your purpose god's reason for putting you on this planet and then it's giving to others, lifting them up and helping them to live better lives. That's the happy formula. Capacity times purpose times giving equals happy to the third power. And that's really, truly, deeply happy. Does that sound about right to you, Ed? It does, Matt. It does. And, and you know what, though? I could argue that you could take that and reverse it and start with being significant first. Yeah. You don't have to have you don't have to have health. I'm proof of that right now. You yeah. don't have to have, you don't have to have finances. You don't have to be successful. So you can start on the top and be successful and go back. And that will, that will bring you these other things. Yeah. And also, and, and, and it will make you happy right from the beginning. Yeah. And you can learn in mathematics. You can put the, you know, in any order, you still get the same answer. A yeah. times B times C is the same as C times B times A. So very and you know why that is, Matt? Tell me. That's because our creator made it that way. Yeah. And our creator, we don't understand our creator and the things that he does, why he does, how he does. And we can turn that formula around because we play and try to figure all this out and we can't. Yeah. And totally. Because and, but, he's in charge and he knows it. 
infinitely greater than we do. Yeah, and and that when you discover his reason for you, your life is your life works the way it's supposed to, and it's easier, and it's you, know, you can go through things that other people say, how in the world could you go through that? Because you're juiced up, as you said earlier. So we could go on forever, but we need to wrap things up here, my friend, with a lightning round. Can so, I give you one more story? Yes, one sir. More one more. One so, more. So this is this is this is my go back to the Bible. Yeah. This is my life scripture, Matt. And it's, it was lived way before me. It's 2 Corinthians 12, verses about 7 through 10. The Apostle Paul had been given this vision, but the opportunity to see heaven, maybe, I don't know. It was He didn't even realize it, it was craziness. But then it goes in verse 7, it says, And so I was given a thorn in the flesh yeah. to prick my pride so that I wouldn't be blown up about all this that I was able to see and experience. Yeah. And I begged God three times to take it away. Yeah. You know, I stopped there and say, I begged God 3,000 times to take it away. Yeah, yeah. But Paul says, God said, no. Yeah. My grace is sufficient. Here's the kicker for you and I. God said, my power shows up best in weakness. Yeah, that's right. And then, and then Paul finishes up this little section by saying, now after understanding this and having the thorn in the flesh says now i'm glad to be a living demonstration of his power yeah. instead of showing off my own abilities as the baseball player you know see my pretty picture up there yeah i was and that was like paul's vision yeah. but instead of showing off my abilities paul says now when i am weak i am strong the less i have the more i depend upon him yeah. and the more i can glorify what's truly important yeah. in our lives. Good Isn't stuff. that awesome? That's awesome. Good stuff. Well, we got some more, we got some more good words here. Let's do a lightning round of quotes. I'm going to tell you the, some of my favorites and then just respond to us. The first thing that comes to your mind, Ed, because we call this a lightning round. Okay. Here we go. From Helen Keller, security is mostly a superstition. Security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I mean, uh, who has security? The only security we have, Matt, is is that ultimately we're out of here and we're going to spend eternity in, in, in what God's preparing on us because of what Christ did on the cross. There is no security here. That's it. From Zig Ziglar, you mentioned him earlier. Hope is born when you understand this. You have the power to make things better or worse, and the choice is yours. Oh, no doubt. In the basement. Yeah. I made a choice. But then after that choice, I also did what Ziegler says, and I filled my mind with positive stuff. I did lots of things. Yeah, but yes, all of it is a choice. Yeah. We can't stick our head like an ostrich in the sand when life's coming at us. Yeah. No, we have to keep our head up, our eyes open, our heart and mind open so that we can make the right choices and move forward. Yeah. Good stuff. From Denzel Washington, it's not just what you have, but it's what you do with what you have. Who are you lifting up? Who are you making better? <laughs> it's just funny. It's just it's just true. I don't have anything for you. I mean, that's what's going to my mind. It's funny. It's yeah. true. It's real. And that's the truth. That's the truth. From Rumi, if you put your heart against the earth with me in serving every creature, 
our beloved will enter you from our sacred realm and we will be we will be so happy my first thought is really all the time i don't think so because i i mean i can't go with that one totally because yeah uh we're not going to be happy all the time but see god uses our sadness and he uses things in our life that are not always mr happy and and you know we're not i don't care where you put your heart on the earth or whatever but i'm sorry i gotta i gotta pull back and say it's not gonna always be happy but i promise you if you if you keep your heart where what's important in your mind and your soul with what's right god will use it to become significant and you will ultimately have happiness good stuff from second corinthians different chapter chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully so let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity for god loves a cheerful giver indeed my first thought is what does reap mean what are you going to reap oh i mean you know is it you know are you reaping money big crops uh, lots of you know cattle or riches no that's not what the bible's talking about you're going to reap the blessings of what he has in mind for yeah. us and it's not always you're not feeling like you're always reaping baby <laughs> you know uh, so just be cautious that uh, because god works in mysterious ways yeah but his ways are real and true yeah and beyond our comprehension exactly yes last one ed from goth whatever you can do or dream you can do begin it boldness has genius power and magic in it begin it now yeah um yeah whatever you can do i mean you know, begin it now yes today right here listening to this conversation yeah. step outside yourself and that's that's the call for you and for me and that's the call for anyone whose ears and eyes this this podcast goes to is is take action yeah and step outside yourself yeah maintain that perspective <clears throat> by giving doing for others and it will come back to you and you will have everything else in life that's it and now folks it's your chance to be a giver too if you can hear my voice and you are inspired by today's show with ed hearn please share some love with our fabulous broadcast team by giving what you can to WITV7. They're a 501c3 charity on a mission to educate, empower, and encourage. They do good works with your kindness. Ed, I love how you use motivational speaking as a way to inspire others to and purpose in life. And I admire your endurance and your perseverance and your commitment to living with and teaching others while you're at it your commitment to living with the belief that God is in control. And I'm super happy that you've shared your optimism through struggle on our show today. Will you take a minute or two and share any parting remarks you'd like to leave with our audience? You know, I, I guess if I had leave a thought, my overall, my, my over-consuming thought with our time together, Matt, is, is really something I mentioned earlier. It's that I'm so excited to see Mr. Happy. Hmm. Mr. And talking about Mr. Significance, 
but I, I'm so excited to see your life and your evolution through the challenges you've been through. And that's what it's all about. And that's what I would like your audience to walk away from this podcast with that Mr. Matt, Mr. Happy, Mr. Significance and all that is, it's real. But don't think it's like glory days all the time. It's a challenge. Mm. But I have, I'm so happy to see you getting you in your own life, evolving to that which is the ultimate in our discussion. And that's the rock. That's our creator and our savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Ed. I also want to thank WITV7 for hosting and promoting our show so we can keep interviewing inspiring guests like Ed and reaching folks just like you ready to create your own extraordinary lives. And most especially, thank you, viewers and listeners. You'll find links to websites and social media and all things Ed Hearn. Find him, friend him, buy his book we didn't get a chance to talk about, but you can listen about it in the in episode 16. Buy his book, Conquering Life's Curves. But most importantly, go to his website at the National Kidney Registry to see how you may be able to help. Just go to nkr.org forward slash FQH333. One more time, that's N for National, K for Kidney, R for Registry, dot O-R-G forward slash F as in Frank, Q as in Queen, H as in Henry, and the numbers 333. From me to you, dear friends, I love you, and I want you to be really, truly, deeply happy too. So I want you to go to thehappyliving.com right now and take our happy quiz, because when you measure your happy, you'll focus attention on it. And focusing attention on it inspires change and learning and improvement all to flow right into your life. And once you take the quiz, and it only takes a minute, I hope you'll give some thought about what we can do together. Yes, you and me, give some thought about what we can do together right now to improve the happy of your world one person at a time. Till next time, I'm Matt Gersper. You are awesome. And this is The Something Significant Show. And we're out. All right.